it's still a lower percentage to shoot that corner three right. than in the pain and you can get fouled yep. and, and things like that. So it's a pick your poison, but yeah, a lot of time the Kings do get poisoned. Well, and that's why the Kings need length. I mean, we talk about it a bit on this show, but um, that's that's what makes teams with length so hard to play against is the fact that you can do both. And the Kings just don't have any freaks of nature on their team in terms of like crazy wingspan. So the advantage of having a crazy wingspan, just like Sam laid out there, is that you can help cheat off into the paint, but your wingspan is long enough that you still have time to go out and recover and contest that three-point shot. So, you know, we've been kind of wondering if that's the reason why the Kings three-point numbers are so low, because they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, but they just don't really have the physical capabilities to do it at a high level, I yeah. guess. But um, in terms of the very specifics of what you're talking about, for the most part, that that is just what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to kind of cheat off, try and cut off the, the driving lane a bit and force them to kick. You just got to make sure you get out there. I mean, because, I mean, if you hear Mike Brown talk about uh, the Kings offense a lot, his his favorite word is spray threes, and that's mm-hmm. exactly what Sam just explained. Is that's exactly what the Kings want to do. The Kings want to get De'Aaron Fox downhill, get a guy to cheat over, and then De'Aaron will kick it out for a spray three. And that's that's just kind of how offenses are ran, and defenses are also told to help and cheat over. Yeah, because again, it's just a numbers game. Yeah. My question is, when you look at the elite teams, and we can we can look at the defensive efficiency and we know where the where the kings fall and honestly you know you look at where the the kings were what they were 18th going into the all-star break they finished that at 18th when you look at the teams at the top of this my question is our defensive rating when you look at the teams at the top of the list how good can you be without having what two three elite defensive players Basically, what I'm saying is, as crazy as it sounds, are the Kings pretty close to their ceiling defensively? If you look at the top teams, you have the Timberwolves, who are long as heck. Just freaks. Right? So, you know defensively, between Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns. McDaniels. McDaniels, they have crazy length. The the Celtics, we know. They are dogs defensively. Tatum, Brown, Porzingis, Horford. All around. All around. Derek Derek White. White. Derek White is another guy. Drew Holiday. Cleveland Cavaliers, right? You got the two. Twin Towers. Yes, exactly. You got both of them. And and really, they're kind of the anchors. And then you have everybody else just kind of helping out as well. Oklahoma City Thunder, another extremely long team. Orlando Magic. (laughs) Definition of length. extremely long team. Number six, New Orleans Pelicans. Definition of length. It takes until you get – so here's the question now – once you get to, I guess, the the Knicks. Who which, have Tom Thibodeau as their head coach, right. though. That's a good point as well. So you can he go only down, cares about defense. So you can go down the list here, and, and to round out the top ten, you have the Rockets, which is really surprising, yeah. actually. You have the Rockets, the Miami Heat, and the Denver Nuggets, okay? After that, weirdly, the Grizzlies are in there, the 76ers, the Clippers, the Suns, the Lakers, the Bulls, the Bucks, and at 18 – the Bucks, the Bucks being at 17 is pretty wild. Crazy. That's one player. Yeah. That's losing Drew Holiday and swapping him with with Dame Lillard. And then if you look, you know, we'll look offensively. Well, maybe to see. that's the answer. You know, I mean, that's kind of our question, right? Is is how far can you get with mm-hmm. one good player? I mean, the Bucks were number one in defense last year. They lose Drew Holiday, and now they're 17th. I they're mean, they one still spot have Giannis. Better than the Kings. They still have Giannis, but yeah, you lose. 
someone as impactful as Drew Holiday, and it takes you right back to the middle of the pack. So yeah, I hear what you're saying, and I think it's true. I think the Kings are now. Are they at their absolute peak? Probably not, but they're they're scratching on the surface of that ceiling. They're pretty right? close, yeah. right? I, I love doing the example of. Whatever you were born, whatever forty time you were born to have, yes. <laughs> how much better could that be if right. you were born? If the first time you ran a forty, what junior year of high school, sophomore year of high school, you ran you run a four nine, right? What can you really? You're not going to get down to a four three I at any point. I don't think yeah. so. I don't think so. I think you you get enough parachute runs right. and sled pulls. Maybe you can mess with a four five. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. I'm thinking Don't more, ask me. My 40 times are trash. I'm, I'm thinking more. I'm, realistically, I'm thinking 4-6 is probably That's, your cap yeah, here. And we're not four, talking six. about any freakish growth spurts or anything like that. So if the Kings right now are at 18, the best version of the Kings, can with they get roster, to top yeah. 10? No, I don't think so. I don't so. think so. I don't know with this roster. I think you get within top 15 yeah. and you say, man, that's pretty good. And yeah. you pray that their offensive rating does not drop as well. Exactly, because I think that's the thing is they're just never going to give up enough on the offensive – or never going to want to give up mm-hmm. enough on the offensive end to be that. Like, I'm sure if they sold out and just said, Tom Thibodeau, we're going to play defense, yeah. okay? I don't care if we make no shots. We're going to play defense. I just don't think they'll ever do that. And so, you know, I feel like, yeah, when you're going to play offense at the speed and pace and, um, you know, trying to take as many threes as the Kings do, I just don't think you can realistically, with this current crop of players, I don't think you're going to get higher than, like, 14 probably. I, I'd be surprised if the Kings get any higher than that. Yeah, it it it's something that I, I think deep down Coach Mike Brown, he might not ever say it out loud because yeah. you don't want them to know that. Right. But I, I'm sure he knows – we're oh, doing yeah. pretty good defensively, yeah. and you know you cut down on some of those open threes and make sure you can test, and that's that's about as about as good as this is going to get. Right, right. Yeah, I course. mean, you get to that. I think fifteen should be their goal going into the playoffs. You yeah. can play a top fifteen defensive efficiency rating. When last year were they what bottom five? Uh, they were. I can't remember where they finished. I think it might have been twenty four. Um, and yeah, I mean the interesting thing too is going to be to kind of what we're talking about here last year. Yeah. The Kings were whatever they were 24, 22. I can't remember, but the big thing was they took a leap in the postseason. I don't know mm-hmm. numbers wise, how big of a leap it was, but eye test wise, it was a massive leap in physicality and attention to detail. The question is this year and what they were banking on a lot in this off season, Mike Brown talked about it. If we can get our baseline to, like you said, 15 and then we again take a leap, that's where you go from 15 to maybe talking about a top 10 or what would look like a regular season top 10 defense. The question is, did they just make that leap during the regulars? Is there still another leap to go, or is are, are they scratching, again, scratching the surface on, or I guess it wouldn't be the surface, are they scratching the ceiling mm-hmm. on what would be uh, what this, this team is capable of defensively? And I know it's so important to – get after it defensively but we also watched last season as they did take a step defensively yeah. what happened the shot stopped shot falling, stopped falling. Right. and they uh, they ultimately Completely lost right. the the series so as much as you want that defense if you're you you still got to make shots yeah. it's a make or miss lead especially this team yeah that's their identity you, you have to so i don't know if if you're telling me 
you, the offense is going to take another step back for the Kings to get to top 15? I'd say right. no. I just right. don't think they can afford to. Yeah, no, I think it's kind of like what you just talked about in general with mm-hmm. Kevin Herter, where it's like it, it's great if Kevin Herter is improving defensively. It's great mm-hmm. if he's even good defensively. But at the end of the day, I want Kevin Herter out there making a ton of shots, mm-hmm. and that's kind of how this Kings – team is the same where it's great if they're playing defense I want them to play defense it's it's part of them being good if they're playing defense but at the end of the day if their offense ain't hitting then they're probably not going to win anyway and so that that's I mean that's the balancing act really it's it's been with the individuals but as the team in total it's like can you guys figure out how to – I don't know if it's stamina management. I don't know if it's just like a mentality thing of, you know, you're focusing so much on the defensive details that on offense you're you're kind of lost or, or what it is. But they have to figure out how to be able to defend and knock down shots. And, um, you know, it's, it, I know Mike Brown's going to continue to harp on it. And he's not going to let them slip defensively. But, uh, you know, it, it even again, you still see uh, Kevin Herter had a great night last night, but – Nobody else really helped from three. Like Keegan hit two, um, only took four. I don't know what that's about. De'Aaron hit two of six. Malik was cold from three. Trey couldn't hit anything. Uh, Duarte was great. But I I still think, uh, and they ended up shooting 39% as a team, but again, 33 attempts from three, which is, again, a low number uh, for this team. I, I just... I, I just hope that they the shots don't go cold again because I really feel like, especially in the playoffs, I think that's the kind of thing that gets in this team's head and they just I, – I haven't seen them be able to recover enough times. Shout out Kevin Herter. People have been getting at me a little bit on the, the socials about Kevin Herter. And I'm not I, – I am I like Kevin Herter, okay? I really yes. do. You like him too much might be the problem. We've, I like, we've tried I like to him, hold you back. I like him too much. And Nate wasn't in last night. We'll, we will review <laughs> dog segment. Nate's going to Did you take him? I should have took him in, in the. I prop. took rebounds. Took him in the prop. And he, I tried to, I tried and he to did it. And he did not hit. It was four and a half. But he had twenty one points. Taking him in the prop is being like, I don't want that Cinnabon, but let me just smell it. Let me just get a smell. <laughs> Yo, I'm not gonna take a bite, but let me just. <laughs> it's not wrong. Kevin he's, Herter, he's not wrong. Twenty one points out of Kevin Herter, five Great. for eight. Fantastic. If this is the Kevin Herter and some middies too. Like we saw him middies. take it into the paint and hit that little turnaround. And he had five assists. Yeah, he had right. five assists. Some cut. De'Aaron yeah. with that beautiful cut towards the end of the end of the ooh, half ooh, was that. Ooh, ooh, that was outstanding. So Kevin Herter. Yeah. That's what we need. Yeah. I won't get at you, and not to say you're gonna have twenty points right. every single night, but twelve between twelve and twenty. Yeah. 12 yep. and 20, this team. Yep. That's why they brought him in, to be that. 12 and, you know, hit yes. those three threes, four threes. That's if it. he gets hot leading into the playoffs, he could be dangerous because he was a no-show, essentially. And, and, and we talked yep. so much Complete about no-show. Yeah. We, we talked so much about DeMontis Sabonis and what he him having something to prove yeah. in the in the playoffs. I think that's a microcosm of this whole team. I think For Kevin sure. Herter has some things to prove. This is where you make your money. This yep. is this is money. This is literally money time. Yep. Bruce Brown. Money time. He yeah. did his thing. Oh my god! He gosh. went and got a bag. Right. You want a real bag? Yep. This is money time. Montel Williams. <laughs> what? You never watched that Montel Williams had that money commercial. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> Montel Williams. Yeah. JG Wentworth. JG Wentworth. It's my money, JG. and I want it now. There you go. Do the Kings yeah. want their money? Because yep. they all have something to prove. All of them, I yep. would say. Going into the playoffs, but you got to get there first. Not going to put. I think the- I got my swagger back. Yes, they're getting it. They're, they are getting That's it. That's Kevin. That's right. That's right. And we hope it continues in L.A. We will predict the upcoming four games when we get back. Also going to discuss, yeah, somebody 
We made it past half the show, and we didn't bring him up. Harrison Barnes played six minutes in the first half. Mm. What's that about? Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Sports. Call or text at 916-339-1140. As I continue to rehab my Achilles, I'm on the I'm on the lookout now for some hoop shoes. I, I told everybody and I haven't had one person hop on the sack chat or the text line for a for a sneaker plug because the Kobe girl dads are coming out in May. And I need them. So somebody help me, but I'm on the shoe watch right now, so I'm getting those either yeah. way. But De'Aaron Fox with some crispy highlighters yeah, last night. They're too much for you? Uh, I wouldn't wear them. I don't hate <laughs> them because uh, they were a bit like the uh, reverse Grinches, and so which you don't like. I'm not the bi- again. I just I, I don't think I would wear them. Right. Um, I won't say I don't like them. I will say in general, I have heard to to your uh, to your question about shoes. I've heard the Currys have really good traction. Like I've gonna, heard, was, I've heard it's got the best like slip resistance. I thought on you the were gonna. Say, I thought you were gonna say ankle protection. Oh. No, no, no. Those come sold separately. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 you should try the Pujetter threes, man. <laughs> if I can, they're get right those, up your alley. I, I, There's I, just something about you guys. Yeah. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I, he is my type of guy. Yeah, but De'Aaron. Those shoes were were light bright. Those yeah. were highlighter. Yeah, those green. were beam bright. The one thing though with shoes like that is I I do typically like a break. I, I don't like a all. I I want to see them up close and I don't know how I could do that. Sure. But because I, I I'm trying to come. You could ask him. You know what's crazy too is they switch shoes from the time we see them warm up to game. Shoes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That like well, the first time I saw that that blew my mind. Yeah, well, I didn't do it for game time, but I definitely had practice cleats and game Sure, cleats. right, yeah. But, I but guess that's on the, game day. On game like, day. Like 30 to 45 minutes before you play the game. Right, but that's pretty swaggy. Did, when you that. played baseball, did you have the metal cleats that are basically just knives on your feet? <laughs> yeah, but I didn't I didn't sharpen them like Ty Cobb or somebody. <laughs> yeah. Dude, those are dangerous. Yeah, and honestly, the more they implement turf in baseball, I think I talked yeah. about this there's people are starting to just use turf shoes, yeah. which yeah. feels weird to me because there are some baseball fields with no dirt. So yeah. why not even in the batter's box? Right. So why would you need you don't need metal cleats? No, but it's still so weird to me. After the uh, when when I was covering the Niners, the playoff game this year, the Packers won. Uh, Trent Williams has two lockers. He's the only player in the locker room with two lockers. <laughs> One of them is almost entirely dedicated to cleats. There was like really? like sixteen pairs. I'm in so mad. Though. I just don't get. I don't. I don't understand the like nuances of of shoes because you're not a hooper. I'm not a well, or a sneakerhead. I'm not either one. Yeah, why that's why I'm rocking the want, New Balances. Why would you want to wear like new shoes for the game too? Like I would yeah. think that you would want to break them in. You, a do, bit, you right? do break 100%. them in, but you don't break them in where anybody can see. How long does it take no, you? You don't break them in too much. How, when you were playing, how long did it take you to break in some cleats? Not that not that long. Yeah, what? Yeah. Not that long. Shoes but take I w- me like like a week and a half. What are you doing in them? 
Walk, not hooping. Dude, just grinding, bro. Yeah. I'm grinding. Doing the pay less thing where he's I just running. I drive a stick yeah. shift, so I have a clutch I got to kick in. and That's true. That's, that's wearing it in. I'm sure. so mad at the timing, though, because there's so many swagged out cleats now that I just yeah I mean I everybody don't got those Jordan ones the Jordans on. are yeah. now when I was Cam out, Newton used Cam Newton used to have those ones that went up to like his shins that were that those. high yeah. yeah yeah that was that that was a different time he's back I had to I had to wear my the swag in my day were the swingmans when when Griffey teamed with it was like oh Griffey right yes they had Jordan. the twenty four on it yes right? yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. those those were my go to Jeter those, had some Jordan Jeter cleats Jeter too, had right? some Jordan cleats yeah. those were my jams and now everybody gets the world but if anybody knows what type of shoes De'Aaron was wearing last night or has a close up I mean, picture they must of have been them Steph's right they must have been Curry's but I thought you said there's like a different version he's not wearing Steph's shoes every night is he no I think so yeah okay. I think he's wearing the Curry brand every day until he gets his own with well, the Curry brand but yeah. Steph specific. Shoe. Oh yeah, no, you know what I mean. I have no idea. As you That's know, not I, how that I don't works. Keep up with that man. All of them aren't Curry shoes right now. They're all under the Curry brand, but I don't think there's They're only not. one Curry shoe. Okay, like a Curry. Okay, all right. You know what it's I mean? It's like Jordan. Yeah. Same thing with Jordan. You have the CP3s or whatever the case okay. is. But you know who wasn't really breaking in any shoes last night, and that was Harrison Barnes, who only played. <laughs> Jordan Brand. His, Jordan Brand. His, is he still Jordan Brand? He is, yeah. I saw him yesterday. Dress shoes. It's just Jordan a great Brand. value deal yeah. for, for both sides. It just makes sense. Just great, <laughs> it makes sense for both sides. As Harrison Barnes played 17 minutes, he played six minutes in the first half. Yeah. This was one Chris of those. Duarte played more minutes than he did yesterday. Harrison Barnes had five field goals. Attempted one three-pointer. Somehow got to the line once where he missed one of the shots. Went one for two. It's your guy. He had Laser my beam. guy. Well, he had four rebounds, one steal randomly, and somehow managed two fouls in 17 minutes. He had five points. Yeah. Was this an unofficial, we like what we see? We spoke about it, and it was a bit of a split with Sabonis. And Trey Lyles played a lot in the first half. Yeah. What did you make of? Who also only ended up at 15 minutes. Yeah. And I think that maybe – Coach Mike Brown felt like it could have been a Trey Lyles thing, but he couldn't he couldn't throw a, a beach ball into the ocean yeah. last night. So then Harrison Barnes ends up playing more than Trey Lyles in right. the second half. What did you make of Harrison Barnes unofficially being benched <laughs> in uh, the first half? It was interesting for sure. I mean, HB seems to be uh, – HB and Keegan seem to be the – well, I guess Herder too, but – um, those guys really, it, it, it depends on how they're playing, depending on how, their minutes depend on how well they're playing, it seems. Uh, and yesterday, yeah, I think it was just a matter that Kevin Herter was playing well. And so in the closing lineup, they went Fox, Monk, Herter, uh, uh, Keegan, and Sabonis. And I, I think sometimes it's it's that simple. And Duarte definitely took a good chunk of, uh, of HB's minutes as well in that second quarter, or I think it was... Yeah, I think it was the second quarter mm-hmm. um, and a bit in the third as well. Uh, I think it's just really as simple as those uh, as Kevin Herter played well, and so that that kind of left HB on the outside looking in. You know, he, he didn't really have much of an impact. He did have his – I believe he had no points at halftime, if I'm not mistaken. And he had yeah, five he had and no one half. no points at halftime. And then just all – pretty much all in the third quarter. He, he went to the free throw line in the fourth. He had uh, his two field goal attempts. I believe it was – right after each other mm-hmm. um and and he looked really aggressive it's just we need more of those moments and i don't think hb i don't think last night was the night for hb to to have one of his games that we've seen uh here recently but you know in in that little stretch where he kind of woke up it was 
I had a moment where it's like, why can't we just get one of these moments a quarter, or one of these moments or two, whatever, this kind of moment every half from him? Um, it's just wanting, uh, it's just always wanting just a little bit more from HB. And I, I, it might not even be his fault, but um, it just feels like, yeah, I mean, too many times we sit here and we're like, HB only played 15 minutes and only took five shots. And uh, I know Mike Brown will say that he does things that don't show up in the box score, but uh, still there's some things that could show up in the box score that it just feels like he's not doing consistently enough. Yeah, and... I like HB. We go back and forth with him so much here, and it's not just us. He's I think solid. all Sacramento yeah. Kings fans. But the disappearing acts that does worry me. Some okay. Let's let's say Coach Mike Brown. He's trying to he's trying to really cement his his rotation for the playoffs. What is that last night? You know specifically yeah. with that spot. I you got to think if you were to ask a confidence meter for the positions and the different rotations. That's got to be one that I think, and he mentioned HB as far as the difference. Actually, it was a really, really good piece that Coach said last night about how last season they didn't really have, they didn't have any expectations. Everybody was just having fun. And really one of the only guys that probably had any experience was HB. Yeah. So I know he's going to give HB the nod and he'll probably have a longer leash in the playoffs. Definitely. And you got to hope that if he's going to have a longer leash in the playoffs, though, it does go back to say, well, then why pull him now? Maybe it's just to see if if he if he isn't finding his way, Duarte, who can I count on in that moment? So, I, look, we have 27 more games to, to figure this thing out, but the disappearing acts for HB could could come back to bite the Kings at yeah. some point in time because every position is is simply, simply important, just yeah. very important. When we get back, we will predict the next – Four games for the Kings, and someone in high school got a quintuple double. That is not a mistake. What? I never heard about a quadruple double, let alone a quintuple double. All that and more. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Sacktown Sports. All guests and callers join us from the Folsom Lake Honda hotline. Folsom Lake Honda, your one-stop Honda shop. Let's go around here and predict the next four games for the Kings that are incredibly important. They got the gimme out the way. If you will, they took care of business, and now they are being thrown in the pool. They have the Clippers on Sunday. Get a little bit of a break. Get the Clippers on Sunday. Then they have a back-to-back with the Clippers, and then they come home for the Heat. After that, next Wednesday, they have the Nuggets in Denver, who the Nuggets, they are undefeated against the Nuggets. We keep on saying the Nuggets are going to have something for them, but and they haven't been full strength, right? So there's that. But the Kings have had their number in a way. And next up, they have the T-Wolves, who I believe they have split with so far. That is not a back-to-back. That is Wednesday and then Friday, March 1st. But that is in Minnesota, where the Kings did beat the 
T-Wolves earlier in the season and gave them their first home. L, the easy answer here is two and two. That's the yeah. easy answer. I'm going to try to not do that. It's hard to not it's do that. It's really hard it's, not to. Because you're either, gonna, you're either going two and two or you're going to be pessimistic or seem too optimistic. Yep. Those are your options here. Should I add in a should I add in a fifth game to make it easier? Should I add in no, the Bulls game? No, it's fine. No, okay. no, 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 no. We there's no we just no fence sitting. Yes. No, unless you have a really, really good explanation for it, we'll 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 try and pick one. So can't say two and two. It's either or which one do you feel like is more likely? Three and one or one and three? That's really what we're yes. asking here. Yeah. And I would say more likely. More likely would be, I think more likely is is three and one. I don't know what these other teams have as far as if they're coming off back-to-backs, or, and we can check mm-hmm. that too. But I, I think more likely is three and one, and it all starts in L.A. You get this game against the Clippers, yeah. and you're set up nicely because you can get the, hopefully you get the heat. I know it's a back-to-back, and then all you have to do is, beat the Nuggets or the T-Wolves, which I believe they can do. So I think it's more likely to go three and one. I don't see them I, – I, it's either three and one or two and two. I don't see them going one and three. I I feel good about the Miami game. I'll say that. I know it's on the second night of a back-to-back. I just – even when they played Miami the first time, it felt like they got a really good punch out of Miami and – you know, at home, Miami's traveling all the way from. Um, let me let me see if Miami has a road game before that, but I don't believe they do. So they'll probably be traveling, um, or at least on a road trip in general uh, to play the Kings. There, you know, Miami is obviously uh, pretty far away from Sacramento. Uh, they will, so they'll actually be in Sacramento. They have a game on Friday against New Orleans, and then don't play uh, again until Sacramento on Monday. So they'll be flying pretty far away from home. Um, I feel good about Miami. The Clipper game, I think you're right. I think the Clipper game kind of does uh, determine all of it because uh, if they're feeling good and they, and they are 2-0 and at first and then are heading into that Denver um, Denver uh, uh, Timberwolves situation, I mean, they're already 3-0 and against Denver, feeling great. You can maybe say Denver's got something for them and probably wants to prove a point to them themselves, but – uh, the the approach that the Kings can have there is let's just try and split these two. And, you know, of course, that's maybe this is a different version of me yes. sitting on the fence. But um, I think that that should be easily doable um, because even though the T-Wolves are a really tough matchup, I think the Kings have some things that can throw them off. We've seen them beat them, too, in the past earlier in this season. Uh, I'll say I'll say three and one. I'll say three and one as well. Yeah, just for the record, none. Yeah, no, I'm saying four and zero. I'm saying four, four and zero, and I do I do believe that there there is a uh, there's a good chance that that happens. Four and zero. I think I think four and zero. I think four and zero. I like it. I think four and zero. Just for the record, none of these none of these teams are will be coming off a back to back. That's disappointing. Yeah, none <laughs> of them will be coming off a back to back. The Clippers play today and then play Sunday. The ah. Heat play Friday today and, Monday, yeah. and then play Monday. Yeah. Didn't the Kings come out five and zero after the All Star break they last did. year? Yep. Mm-hmm. So sure Chris, did. you're on you're on track for same thing. Yeah, yeah. As as opposed to it as I was probably a week ago. I I 
I, I don't know. I, I, I've, I'm finding myself <laughs> believing in believing in this team again. Yeah, and then you have the don't get hurt. I know. <laughs> yeah, and then you have the T Wolves set myself up for it. The T Wolves play T Wolves play Wednesday, and then they play Friday, the so they get a day off. Things, yeah. And then the the big one here is the Nuggets get a, a nice little break. They play the Heat on Thursday, or sorry, they play the Warriors on Sunday, and then they don't play again when they play the Kings on Wednesday. So I don't Kings got their number. Kings got their number. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of time. And we still have not seen the Nuggets at 100% full strength. Yeah. It's been a, you know, Mike, the Michael Porter Jr. game, you know, no disrespect to Michael Porter Jr., but th- that that's the closest we've seen sure. them. Yeah. That first game, there was no Jamal Murray. In the third game, there was no Jamal Murray. And the second game was no Michael Porter Jr. So that's the closest we've seen them. And yeah, they will be well rested Sunday. They In play Denver. the Warriors, and then they head back to Denver. Yep, it's for to not play until again until Wednesday against the Kings. Well, let me ask you, Chris. I mean, you guys are both pretty high on this this next four game stretch, three and one and four and zero. Oh. Which game worries you the most? And maybe a comparison between the Heat game and the Nuggets game because the Heat coming off back to back, coming from LA, so you're coming off a flight. To to play at your home, which is nice, but then you get the Nuggets at a you know fuller strength, right? Yeah. Like basically full strength. Yeah. Uh, on that coming off a big rest, so in Denver. <laughs> yeah, in Denver. So what what do you what do you guys think? Which game scares you the most, or maybe between those two, which is mm-hmm. worse? For me, it's the Clippers because they haven't beaten the Clippers. Yeah. I, I know they haven't beaten the Heat, but they've only played the Heat. They've only played the Heat once, and it was in Miami, and it's a long road trip. I, I would say it's the Clippers. I think it sets the tone for the trip or for the next couple games here and I don't really know that the last two games against the Clippers were particularly close I don't believe so uh I, I'm I'm gonna agree and say the Clippers as well um it just feels like matchup wise they they have a really tough time dealing with Paul George Kawhi and James Harden um and then Russ off the bench is just really good energy and and Russ Russ and De'Aaron kind of kind of have a weird relationship where I think it's a respect thing, but it also does get a little competitive and mm-hmm. kind of brings out the best in Russ. And that's not really great for us. Um, yeah. They've had Denver's number in a weird way too. They match up really perfectly with Denver and maybe it's because they're building out their teams mm-hmm. or the Kings are building out their team in a very similar fashion, but it feels like the advantage that Jokic typically has against the other team's other center just isn't there when he goes against the bonus. They pretty much cancel each other out. I think De'Aaron's much better than Jamal Murray. Not much better, but I think De'Aaron's a better player than Jamal Murray is. I think, you know, Michael Porter Jr. on his day can be a problem for sure, but the Kings, whether it be Kevin or Malik or the Kings' third guy should be able to cancel him out. So Denver doesn't really make me nervous. Minnesota does probably make me the second most nervous, but – um, I think the Clippers probably own that number one spot. You 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 have to think that the the Nuggets are going to get one against. We just talked exactly. about the Pelicans, right. so if you're asking who I think they're most likely to lose to, I'd probably say Denver because they are going to have a long rest sure. between Wednesday and Sunday, and they have not beaten the Kings yet, right. which is something that I know is probably bugging them at the same very way least. that the Pelicans bother us. Exactly, exactly, and just for reference. The two games, they played November 29th and December 12th against 
the Clippers. November 29th, they lost to the Clippers 131 to 117. Yeah. And December 12th, they lost to the Clippers 119 to to 99. Yep. Yep. And uh yeah, it it just it it has not been close with the Clippers all year long. Um and it's tough. I mean, they have they obviously have two really big forwards. That's going to throw the Kings off, but you know, they also have a lot of experience and you know, frankly, the Clippers have been a team that's that's been the butt of a lot of jokes recently, you know, especially just with their health, um, with them having Kawhi and Paul George, but having no championships to show for it. This year, they've played with with like some real intentions, and uh, I just think they're the. To me, I think we talked about it yesterday or two days ago. They're the scariest team in the West to me. So I, I just feel like the Clippers are the team where if if you you know, if you feel like you can compete with them, realistically, you can probably compete with anybody in the West. I'm just not there yet with the Kings. I don't. I don't think the Kings are are quite able to. Uh, maybe on a given night they are, but if you're telling me in a seven game series, that's that's just a really really tough ask for this Kings team. I think. When we get back, we take a look at the standings. We're going to be doing this for the rest of the season. We'll take a look at the standings and tell you who you fortunately or unfortunately have to root for each night as we look for the quest for the six seed. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Sacktown Sports and subscribe. Some Giants news. I don't know if it's news that could be news. This is from John Heyman. The belief is XA star Matt Chapman wouldn't mind the Giants. This is in a piece. This is in a piece that he wrote for the New York Post. That he would not mind the Giants, but the problem is, as it has been, this is a quote, the belief is XA star Matt Chapman wouldn't mind the Giants, but there was a decent gap in talks at last check. Surprise, surprise, there was a gap. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Um, well, that doesn't, that doesn't sound like things are close. I don't think it's close with anybody. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think it was closest. Yeah. With the Giants, but I don't think it's close with anybody. And this is crazy. That's crazy. I man. mean, at what point, if you're a, a player, do you say, hey, Scott, you know, Scott Boris, the agent, hey, Scott, let's Love just money, get something dude, done. But I'm a baseball player, and, and, and I these, need to this play isn't baseball. These, none of these guys, this is their first contract. I yeah. hate to do the greedy thing, and I'm sure. not saying they are. You, you want to get paid what you're worth. Right. We all do. But it's not your first contract. Yep. And it might not yep. be your last contract. Yep. Yeah. So this, so this, this, this stalemate that yeah. they're in. Mm-hmm. This, there's a game on right now. There's a game on right now. <laughs> Dodgers are winning again, again, again. Freddie Freeman hit a homer too. Not that it really matters, but yeah. again, it's uh, 
it's it's interesting because yeah, I do wonder at what point because we haven't heard. I mean, it makes sense because it's dealing with the agents, but we haven't heard the players speak up about this at all either, right? Mm-hmm. Like them even coming out and saying like, "Hey, yeah, Scott has my full trust. He's always done right by me." There hasn't even been any of that, has there? To to our knowledge, like I, I think that's that's the thing that I'm most interested to hear is, and maybe we won't hear it until these guys get signed, but. You know, of course, agents act in their best interest. I would assume, mm-hmm. you know, this has all been to some extent cleared by these guys. But at what point is it like you're telling me that all of these guys are are cool with this? I just I feel like maybe one or two of these guys has to be like, OK, I know you said we're going to hold out for the most money. But right. you're literally saying hold out. for yes, the most this money. Is, this is football level. Yes, it really right? is. You're not you're Except not you a, don't camp. Have a team. You don't have. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah, don't have a team that, that. Hey, we understand the the issue. Yeah. So, yeah, this is this is very, very compelling in, in, a, in a non-compelling way because nothing's been happening. Well, and at some point, too, isn't it going to be the players are going to be the ones that are way more debt? Like, the teams are going to say, look, we're playing opening yeah, day. We, we have regardless. We have yeah. four third basemen. They we're might not good. be Matt Chapman, but yeah. we're going to run somebody out at there. At some point, someone's just going to say, look, you either want a contract or you don't. Mm-hmm. And we're going to, as a matter of fact, we're going to offer you less now because we know – People aren't calling, right? And so it's it's going to be interesting to see a how long this thing goes. But you know, if if it keeps going, I mean, who knows? Is there like is there a possibility that these guys are free agents and we're we're playing actual baseball games? Like is is that is that an actual possibility? I don't like regular I don't season know. games. I, I don't know. I mean, what, we still have a month. Yeah, we're not change, that right? far yeah. away. So anything anything is possible, but. I think these guys want to get in there. You got to get acclimated think, right? to a team, and 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 honestly, that goes back to what we talked about yesterday. If it does get that far, and you have a dude that balled out, because it doesn't matter, right? If you have some AAA dude that balled out the whole season, and you are about yep. to, you know, you you say, hey man, you made it to the big leagues, and then you say, hey Chapman, you know, he's going for a hundred a hundred mil less, yeah, right? And you say, hey man, I know we said you're going to the big leagues, but going back to AAA for now, you right. know, and ultimately those guys, hey, it is what it is, but I, I just – I can't see it getting that far. I wouldn't think but so. But it's another but, day. I mean, it's yeah, exactly. Day. I'm like, I, I wouldn't have thought that it would have gotten this far, right? How, how about this? Maybe over the weekend now that games have started, sure. some dudes right. are probably sitting, Cody Bellinger, whoever is, is sitting on their couch thinking, all right, man, yeah. enough is enough. Yeah. Let, let's, let's get something done. Or, or something behind the scenes is, is going on. Let's take a look at the Western Conference standings, and we will be pocket-watching for the rest (laughs) of the season. So last night, Chris, the Mavs beat the Suns. Oh, there we go. The Warriors beat the Lakers with no LeBron. Both of those teams are hot. And if I'm not mistaken, those three teams between the Pelicans, the Suns, and the Mavericks, yes, this is from... Tim Maxwell, the Pelicans, Suns, and Mavericks are combined 23-7 and over their last 30 games. Cool. Something's got to give. I yeah. think something is going to give with the Suns. Suns are on a, a back-to-back, so they play again tonight, and that is something that you have to you have to monitor as well. Here you go. So if you're wondering who you are fans of tonight with the Kings having a night off, we are Heat fans, Rockets fans, Hornets fans, and Spurs fans. That is who you are fans of 
tonight if you are a right. Kings fan. As let's go through the list here. You have the Heat heading to NOLA to take on the Pelicans. You have the Suns heading to Houston. And again, they played last night, so that's a back-to-back for them. The Suns head to Houston to take on the Rockets. The Hornets, another back-to-back for the Warriors. The Hornets, this is a big one because that's Eastern Conference, so nobody gains anything. I know the Hornets are terrible. Yep. But if the Hornets find a way to beat the Warriors, not likely. But if the Hornets find a way to beat the Warriors, that would be very nice. And you have the Spurs coming off there. Both teams coming off a back-to-back. Lakers lost. I don't know if LeBron will play tonight. But the Spurs and Wembenyama, I'm sure. I mean, that's a Friday night. Is that a national game? Uh, Let me check. I don't think so. I honestly kind of hope not. It wouldn't surprise me. Not that I'm seeing here. They're not. It's not. It's not. So maybe LeBron plays. Maybe he doesn't. The Spurs coming off a game. Hey, maybe the Spurs are feeling good as they as they've been you know trying to get over the hump here they played a good game they almost got a win against the kings if the lakers don't play lebron again tonight when Bunyama balls game out game time decision game yeah. time decision maybe the spurs can get a w against the against the lakers and help out the kings as well that's where we are for pocket watching <laughs> Throughout the rest of the season. Heat fans, Rocket fans, Hornets fans, and Spurs fans. Right now, I mean, to to boil it down a little bit more, you really need the Pelicans, Suns, and it looks like the Mavs don't play. Right. Would be really nice for the Pelicans to lose and the Suns to lose. Yeah, and uh, what, the Suns are on a back-to-back because they played... Dallas in Dallas That's yesterday. Right. That's right. Um, and I don't believe the Pelicans played yesterday. They might have, but I don't believe. Oh, no, they did. They played uh, Houston yesterday. So the Pelicans are as well on a back-to-back. So I would say Pelicans you know, won last night. They did win yesterday um, against Houston. But, uh, yeah, Miami's a, a bit of a tougher matchup, and, and maybe they can loosen up Miami a bit before the Kings have to play them on Monday. Um, also want to throw this out there. I was looking at the uh, I was as I was looking at the standings, something definitely stuck out to me when as we were just talking about in that last segment mm-hmm. about this Kings four game stint that they have here, three of which those games are on the road in LA, in Denver, in Minnesota. Those three teams at home this year, uh, Minnesota 19 and five, Clippers 20 and six, Denver 22 and five. A combined 61 and 16, those three teams are at home. Kings have two of those losses, though. <laughs> That's true. They got that two of those true. losses. That is true. It just does not make me feel great no. about my 4 0 prediction. But on the same token, if they can get it done, how much more impressive of, of a trip is it with that being the fact that they, they went into a place where those guys are very, very comfortable? And, uh, and would it be able to get those results? That'd be great. And, but, and by the way, to you, I, I, we saw you on the text line, got a double agent on the text line from the 925 <laughs> say, you know, keep drinking the Kool-Aid. That was us not saying you were, that was us saying you can't say two and two. Yes. That's too easy. Because we honestly be, probably that, believe That's the most easy yes. answer because that's probably what will happen. But you're not going to, you're not going to catch us no. on a payday Friday yeah, no, no, saying Friday. the Kings are going to go one and three or an oh and four. It, it ain't going to happen. Sorry. So quit asking. It ain't going to happen. From the 916, I don't mind the Kings 
playing anyone in particular if they can finish at number six. But if the Pels or Clippers finish at number three, that would be demoralizing. <laughs> no way the Pelicans finish at three. Yeah, there's no nine one six. I don't believe that. We're more we're more so thinking the Pelicans could slip into the play in. Yes. But the Clippers, there's a really good chance they finish at three. Yeah. So we should just mentally prepare mm-hmm. for that, and maybe you'll feel a little bit better about it after the Kings get a W yep. on Sunday when yep. they had to L.A. to take on the Clip Show. I don't think anybody calls nope. them that, but we're going to call them that, so hopefully they get upset and they <laughs> lose a ball game. Coming up next, we continue the conversation. We also have our Friday fun, fair or foul, where we have KFC doing too much with some food as usual and fans getting into it with KD. Styles and Watkins, Sackdown Sports. Subscribe to Sackdown Sports on YouTube and watch the Carmichael